Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today. Just got back from a month of vacation in Europe. It was amazing. But today we have a special guest with us that is sweating like crazy over in in Vegas right now. He's getting pushed out from getting some cleaners inside (laughs) right now. So, dude, just thank you so much for jumping on and, you know, taking the heat right now for us. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's it's like 110 out here, but it feels good. It's a nice dry heat. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like it. So Justin, you've done real estate in the past. You've realized over time that you really wanted to put your money to work for you and not have to manage and be, you know, all responsible in the day-to-day activities. So you're an LP in multiple syndications, uh, you know, owning a portion of the ownership of about 1600 units. But your main business as well is managing and, you know, head sales of a hedge fund, correct? So for anybody out there that doesn't know more about your situation, where you're from, what you're up to, do you mind just giving that 30,000 foot view? Yeah. So I'm from the DMV right outside Washington, DC, born and raised there my whole life. Went to college in Baltimore for five years, never finished, dropped out. I'm like that typical, like couldn't figure my life out situation in the in the typical mainstream, didn't fit the mold, you know. So yeah, I mean I I dropped out, went into hundred percent commission sales and just got hooked on that. You know, just competing for your income every day, being a former athlete, it was a natural transition and that's where I found my identity. So fast forward 10, 12 years later, I was the director of VP of sales um, within the company I started with, which was actually a family business. We ended up selling out to a private equity firm. And through that process, you know, I learned a lot about private equity. Um, I'd always been big on investing and knowing what to do with money once I got it. I kind of did it backwards. Most business people kind of study business, get good at it, make a bunch of money, and then lose it because they, they don't know what to do with it, right? And then you, you hear these stories over and over. So I really wanted to avoid that situation when I did you know, start making big money. I wanted to know exactly what to do with it. And I kept coming back to real estate as the foundation. I was very intimidated by commercial. So I started with single doors, bought the first condo, then a townhouse. And then the natural progression of that was, okay, it's time to get involved in multifamily. But again, very intimidating. And I knew I didn't want to be an operator, right? I didn't want to manage all these big projects. So I decided I was going to do a ton of research, find who the best operators were, learn how to evaluate the deals, put my money in as an LP, and then let it ride and let them do their thing. So that's been a great thing for me. And it's worked out very well. I love it. And so syndications are very similar, you know, what you're participating in, very similar to the hedge fund realm of what your your main, you know, breadwinner, that's that's the main business that you're focusing on right now. They go hand in hand in, in certain aspects. Do you mind just breaking down for anybody the first time even hearing the word hedge fund or or you know understanding it a little bit better for them? Yeah, hedge funds are they come in all different forms, right? You got yeah. Your, your, your 506Cs, Bs, uh, we're a 506C, which means we only partner with accredited investors. So it's a little different. You know, when you're investing in a public market, you're buying a, a derivative or a share of, of something, but you're not an actual partner in the business, right? So hedge funds and syndicators, things like that, it brings you closer to the origin of the deal. And the closer you can get to the source of the deal, 
the better the returns will be, the better the tax advantages, just the better everything, right? So if you, let's say, invest as an LP in one of our funds, you're going to own a percentage of it as a limited partner, the same way you would for a, a, a fund that buys real estate, right? Our hedge sure. fund doesn't buy real estate, but same kind of concept, right? So if, if that business has tax advantages, you get the percentage of that, right? The CapEx spending in real estate, all the depreciation, the cost segregation, it flows through to you because you're actually a partner in the deal. So that's kind of the difference between investing in the public space and, and doing it in private placement. Yeah. And so you talked about you're not investing in your head fund. You're not actually investing in real estate. What are you guys investing in? And how many funds of the hedge fund do you actually have? How many branches yeah. here? So we're, we're launching fund three in cool. a couple weeks, right? So fund one is a trading fund. And that traded currencies, commodities, equities. Fund three is going to do the same thing. We only have 99 investors per fund. So once we get 99 investors, close the fund, move on to the next one. And uh, the trading funds are a great vehicle for someone who wants liquidity. You can take quarterly distributions. It's only a one-year lockup. So if you want your money back after that, you can you know, withdraw it. We also do private equity. So fund two holds SPVs, which are special purpose vehicles for individual pre-IPO investments. So you're investing in one company and that is not going to have liquidity, right? You invest in that, it's pre-IPO shares, and we're going to hold those until that company goes public. So it could be 12, 24 months, it could be five years on a long-term private equity play. So if you're a person that wants big growth and you don't need the liquidity, that would be a good option for you. So it's kind of finding out you know, what type of investor you are, what does the rest of your portfolio look like, and, you know, allocate the funds accordingly. So private equity is really exciting because we're partnered with Forte Capital Group's Innovation X Fund. So when they get access, they're billion, billions and billions of dollars in, in the fund, right? So they're going to get access to much higher quality investments than a, a hedge fund like us that has 20 million under management. So if they're going to raise 100 million, they may give 5 million of it to us. And all the other hedge funds they work with are going to raise portions of the capital. So it's kind of like the, this ladder of, of teaming up to go bigger and bigger and bigger to produce outsized returns to smaller accredited investors. You know, if you want to put 100 grand, which is the minimum, I mean, you're never going to get access to these deals on your own with 100 grand. The minimums are five, 10 million. It's, it's huge. So as, as teams, we can get access to something bigger, the same way a syndication can buy a two or 300 unit apartment complex where you could probably only afford to buy a couple of units on your own. Yeah, I love that. So you guys have a few different options for people. And is your hedge fund having more of a high risk type of investments, medium, low? Like what, what, is, what is that for the investor that's looking to join with you guys? Yeah, so every fund's going to have a different risk profile. And fund one was very high risk. You know, 80% high risk plays, 20% low risk. Fund three is going to be flipped. So 80% will be low risk, 20% high risk. So when you look at the return targets, they're, they're different, right? So in fund three, we're, we're going for a 20 to 30% annual return target to the investors. And fund one was much higher than that, but higher risk. So there, there's options depending on what your goals are. And, and that's just a conversation 
with each individual investor. Okay, awesome. With the company right now, when, when did you guys actually get established? So it's pretty new. We launched the fund, first fund last year on July 1st. So we're right about a year in and 20 million under management so far. Yeah, congrats, man. That's huge. I love that. So how many partners do you guys have? Well, like how, what's the main core of the team consistent? Yeah, so we, yeah, Cody Kearns is our CEO. He's also the portfolio manager. And Sergio Traconis is the COO. And then I'm the president of sales. So we're, we're a three-man team at the top. We're, those are the principals in the fund. And then we've got a team of capital raisers underneath of us, fund managers that raise capital. And then we've got an administration team as well that handles all of our back end. So you know, they're doing all the investor relations, back end portal updates, things like that for the investors. And then we actually outsource our compliance. This is something I think is very important for investors to know when you're looking at hedge funds, um, especially funds that, that trade paper assets, right? Having third-party reporting in place is very important to the security and accuracy of your investment. Yeah. So if, let's say, we decided tomorrow that we're going to steal this money and run, we literally don't have access to it because the Boulder Group does our administration. They handle the wires, the PPMs, all the compliance. And every month, they send a report to every single limited partner and it's not coming from us, right? So when I'm looking at funds where I want to deploy my personal capital, that, that's a big deal to me because if something's going wrong behind the scenes and they do internal reporting, they could falsify reports. It's very hard to trust those things. So, so third-party admins are a staple of, of how we design the fund. I love that. And I've seen this with working in other syndications and hedge funds in the past that I've invested in that sometimes those third-party companies haven't been screened properly and they can be lacking or some kind of issues. Does that really come from more of like your guy's side of the management getting that info to that third-party company? Or is that is it just that company, right? I've always wondered to myself, I'm like, who's messing it up here? Who, which side is it? <laughs> you know, it, it could be any one of those things. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it really could. But yeah, I mean, it, there, there are delays, right? Like... Uh, it's just, it's something everybody, like when the quarter ends, right? Everybody wants their withdrawal like right away. And even with all of my real estate deals, it always comes in the last week of the next month, you know, following the end of the quarter. It's just administration is slow and they, they take a, the whole month to get all the, uh, the NAVs done, the reporting. And then after all of that's done, that's when they can release wires and distributions to the investors. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of paperwork at the end of the day, and it needs to be in compliance with the SEC codes and litigation and so forth. So it's very, very important to be, you know, cross all your T's and dot your I's properly. And it's good to yep. hire out that third party company, like you said, so that there's no, you know, mismanagement that could potentially happen, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's look, this is a high risk, high reward space, and you do everything you can to make everything as legitimate and compliant and safe as possible. But it's still a, you know, it's a shark tank out there. These, yeah. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. And you just have to know that, you know, we're taking risk and that's why we get big rewards. But, you know, every investor going in has just got to understand that. Good. And that's why you go with only accredited investors, right? So they know the risk, they can kind of tolerate it a little bit better as well with their financial position. Now, you were talking about relationships a moment ago. You know, obviously the, the dynamic duo, the three of you guys, plus obviously the rest of the team that that branch is off to. Relationships are everything, right? I'm sure that's a big piece of the pie of how you guys have the trading, you know, 
platforms together to actually make the ROI for all the investors. But I'm just starting off for you three guys, like how did you guys meet? How did that, you know, group and that that synergy kind of, you know, start spinning? And then and then afterwards, we'd love to hear more about the trading. Yeah. So Cody and Sergio go way back. They had a marketing business and cool. they had already been working together on that. So that was a natural fit as far as those two. And then when I was getting out of my last business, I needed to figure out what I was going to do next. So I started just going to high-end masterminds, events, trying to figure out what are people doing out there, meet some high-end people and just get connected. And um, I heard about this event called the Lifestyle Bootcamp down in Miami. And that was Cody's event. So I heard about it from somebody else, bought the highest level ticket, which is very important when you go to these masterminds. Like I, I would very rather good. you go go to less of them and then go when, when you go, go, right? Yeah. If, if you're sitting in the back, like you have no credibility to the people on the stage and that's, you're trying to get close to the biggest players there, right? Step proximity is everything. So I, I went all out on that ticket. I think it was 7,500 bucks, 10 grand. And there was a yacht day where all the VIPs went after the event. And that's where I really got to know those guys. And I knew pretty quickly that day that I had found what I was looking for, but you know, we just met. So, you know, build, building a relationship with somebody who's ahead of you in the food chain is, is very strategic. So the first thing I did was hire their marketing company for my food company back in DC, right? So let's do some business together. It's kind of like Art. dating in a way, right? Yeah. And then, so Cody then buys a package from my company. So now, now we both purchase from each other. We see how each other operates, right? And that's the most important thing to me is like, like how fast can you operate? Like, can you run at my speed? Like all these things when you're getting into a business relationship. And then he was starting the hedge fund. I was the first investor. I put money in before it even launched. You know, and that's another thing is putting your money where your mouth is. And then um, right when that fund launched, I just started calling people, hitting the phones, raising capital for them, and they didn't even know. I started sending him investors and within a month he was like, Hey, do you want to come in on this? Right. So I think, you know, demonstrating your value is is always way better than asking for a position. Yeah. Justin, you're a savage, man. I love that. That like you did everything right that's under the book, right? And and they're not they're not telling you this stuff, but I always recommend go for the highest ticket when you're at events and because you're networking in a different atmosphere and you're also showing that you're not scared to make that that money commitment right and then next you know just taking action really quick putting your money where your mouth is you you started raising the capital and being the first investor in you believed in it you started showing the rest of the team before they even you know included you in the team how much value you could bring and that's what it's about Right, you bring so much value that they can't lose you. That's yeah. the best. The best security there is is being just instrumental to the operation. You make yourself irreplaceable, and then they have to bring you on, right? And that's that's what I I recommend that to everybody. That's so good. So that relationship, obviously, that was a no brainer for the rest of the guys uh, because you you just built so much value. Talk to me about some of the other two when it comes down to actually having the trading going and the relationships, the partnerships to be able to get a successful ROI for everybody. You know, what does that look like? Yeah, this is where Cody really shines, right? So he's constantly all day working on our next play, our next relationship. And that's how we we landed Forte Capital Group, which is just massive for us. You know, they're their swing trading desk has a, a 20 to 30% track record annually. So, you know, we put capital there. He's connected with some of the best Forex traders in the world that are doing manual trading for us. 
and, he, and he's finding algorithmic plays as well. So when we add all that together, you know, fund one last year did 31% net to the investors. It's up 24% year to date. And it's all based off those relationships and finding the best people at what they do. So you put that together with a great admin team. We communicate with our investors every week. I'm in deals where, where I don't hear from the operators for six months at a time. I don't think that's a good way to make your investors feel like they're part of it, right? Because they are limited partners. They might not be the general partners, but they're partners. You got to treat them that way, right? So from from day one, when a prospect interacts with me on the capital raising side, we tell them everything, You know, make sure it's a good fit for them. And then from that point on, they get onboarded, they get communication, they have an investor portal. You know, We keep them in the loop. And I think that goes a long way. And then all of a sudden, they're referring a bunch of investors in. So it's a great community that we've created. We've got about 60 investors in the first year. And yeah, sky's the limit because we have the right synergy. I mean, Sergio's building amazing systems behind the scenes, all these automations and HubSpot and follow-up systems. And you need to have key players in each position to make this thing work. And the three of us know our roles, we stick to them, and we have no egos about making this happen as a team. So it's just, it's just a wonderful thing when you have, have that perfect synergy with the uh, people at the top. Yeah, man. Dude, those are some sexy returns. I like that. So really, really finding that high level people that can truly perform, do your due diligence on them. And where's Cody finding these guys? <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, some of it's really high end events. He, he met some of those people. The Forte Capital Group connection is amazing because it's where he lives in Boca. Uh, Phil Alves is the managing director there and happens to be his neighbor. They play pickup basketball together. So that's that's how that relationship got built. Let's, and yeah, it's just amazing how things really happen. And it's just a testament of like, you got to be out in the community. It's not going to happen on, you know, just watching reels. Like, that's not how you're going to make something happen in your life. Yes, that's so good. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> you know, I feel like today's society and everything, there's a lot of just people are doing the wrong action steps and thinking that they're going to get some crazy ROI doing, you know, some stupid the things that aren't actually going to work out. So to each his own, but I like what you got going on here, man. So so when it comes down to, like we mentioned previously, hedge funds, similar in a sense to syndications, obviously there's no cost segregation or anything like that that you can actually take advantage of. Are there other tax advantages and benefits to investors that uh, invest with you guys in the hedge fund? No. So th this is, I guess, the big downside of our space, right? Because we're doing high frequency trading, we're in and out. It's not like if you invest with us that a year from now becomes capital gain. So you're going to get a K-1 every year for ordinary income, right? So that's why the real estate piece was so important to me because, for instance, my personal account at the hedge fund, I have not paid a dollar of taxes since the beginning. And I won't sure. for several years because I have so much passive real estate that's providing me with paper losses to write off against my hedge fund income. So it's all strategic, right? Yeah. It's uh, you know, the real estate is is long, steady, but it's slow money. I'm not actually in it for the returns. I get much higher returns in the fund. And then the real estate is what helps me keep those big yeah. gains. So it's not necessarily about how much our returns are. I want to know like what the actual return is after we use different things. Cause it's all about keeping it. It's like you do hundred yeah. percent and give half of it away, you know, you yeah. get 50. So yeah, especially to the government that Uncle Sam doesn't know how to put it to work. You know, it's like you know how to put the money to work better. So, if anything, it, it, it's uh, it's more wise for you to 
you know, build a school somewhere yourself if you're going to spend the money. But instead, real estate can be that shelter. It can be that protection. And it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. The, the more your business really starts excelling and doing very well, and you guys are making impacts and helping out so many other people, you got to start looking for the next syndication to be a part of for real estate so that you can, you know, get all the, the tax shelter and benefits. But that that's huge, man. And obviously, it's a blessing. What's the next steps for you guys? What are you guys trying to accomplish next? Yeah, I feel, I feel like we have the runway to go to a yeah. billion. That's the goal here. 20, 20 in the first year. And we've got all the connections, all the all the strategies to really, really make this thing happen. So it's interesting, right? Like you do you go through these different phases of your life, you know, the learning phase where you're obsessed with podcasts, you're obsessed with reading books, and then then it's seeking and you find it. And finally you get that opportunity where you see the runway and it clicks and so that's where I'm at now. It's like I'm tuning everything out and it's just execution mode. You know, yeah. like I don't need to learn anything else in the short term. I need to just go execute on what we're doing and take this thing to a billion. That's it. Yeah. I love it. And when it comes down to the funds, you guys have already operated, you know, and started up three of them. Is there any additional ones that you guys see in in the coming future, like this year that you anticipate on opening? Yeah. So the, the SPVs and private equity are are very opportunistic in the sense that when these opportunities roll out, sometimes they fund in two weeks, three yeah. weeks. It's, ve- it's very fast. So we have to have our legal team be able to launch an SPV at the same time that we're getting the commitments on the capital. Then we got to get the PPMs in, the identity verifications and get the wires in by, by the capital call. So the one we just did, Flexport, home run private equity deal, I'll run you through it real quick. They're going to do $6 billion in revenue this year. They operate in 116 countries. It's a massive global logistics company. And Forte Capital's Innovation X was able to acquire $50 million of shares off of a distressed fund that needed to liquidate. So we got a massive discount on those shares on the private market. So we're not in the startup game, right? We want to get in on these deals after the big private equity is in there on the way to the IPO. So we're minimizing the risk that it's actually going to happen. Because if SoftBank's already put a billion in, like they did in Flexport six years ago, and then Andreessen Horowitz is in for 970 million last year, and they paid $14 a share, we're buying these shares at $7.87. Okay. Yeah. So that's what this game is about. Find those discounts. And because Forte can move the fastest and we can get their liquidity to them and close in three weeks, that's why we get the deal. Right. So that thing on, on the public market, they're paying four and a half times sales for a company like this. And we just bought the shares at one time sales. So that's the type of opportunity we look for where we can pretty much you know, lock in as close to it. You can never guarantee anything, but as pretty close to that as possible. Yeah. And are you guys looking to go public in the future? Kearns cap? I don't know. That's way down the line. You know, I think that's a conversation uh, once we're nine figure plus, you know, private funds, I'm sure would want to, you know, buy it at some point. That's uh, stuff that happens every day. You know, bigger funds are just rolling up smaller funds. And yeah, I think all those conversations will be had uh, when the time comes. Love it, man. And something also, obviously, with your guys' hedge fund, because it's more trading, you're getting you know the return back a heck of a lot faster, right? So that active income that's coming in, how often are you guys doing payouts quarterly? Yeah. So it's it's the the limited partners option. So every quarter, they can put in a withdrawal request if they would like, or they can let it compound. That's my favorite thing about the way our, our trading funds are structured is it gives the individual a lot of autonomy on how they want to use it, right? Yeah. So for me, I use it for income. I live off of the distributions that come from my personal account that pays for all our personal stuff. And then all my active income from the fund, I like to invest all that and create more passive streams 
that's uh, what it's all about. Like this house, the cars, everything is paid for with that, that passive income. I try not to use any of my hard-earned working money on, on things I don't necessarily need. Yeah, that's so smart. And, and that's another big key factor here versus you know, real estate syndications where you may need to wait anywhere from you know, three, four, five, seven years to be able to get your money back, right? Before they do the value add. And obviously you'll get the tax shelter and the benefits with that. But, and a lot of us, that's why we do those, but there's also, you know, doubling your money and so forth in a certain time frame uh, can be nice. Well, Justin, man, I appreciate it. Anything that you would leave with the listeners on the benefits to, to working with you guys? Yeah, lots of benefits. Um, it's a conversation for each individual. We're not registered investment advisors. I can't give you investment advice. I can just tell you what the partnership is, yeah. how it would work. And then you know, it's up to the individual if they think it's a good fit for them. But I'm happy to have that conversation with anybody. It's a quick schedule on my link. You can do that through Instagram or through my website or just Kearns Capital's website. But uh, yeah, happy to talk to anybody, even if you're not an accredited investor yet, and you just want to have a conversation about what it takes to get there. You know, I'm happy to have 15 minute call with anybody and see how I can help you. Cool. And they can reach out. Obviously, we'll put it in the show notes, but any specific just online at your website? Yeah, my personal website is toptierhuman.com. Kearns Capital's website is kearns.capital. And then all the social media is at Justin Freshdown. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you greatly for jumping on today. And thanks for coming in out of the heat for yourself. <laughs> but yeah, man, we'll have to have you on it again in the future and see where you guys are at with the company. And yeah, excited to, to see that you're out there getting strong returns for everybody. I love what you did originally to be able to build that relationship. Very, very savvy. Always adding value first. Guys, I highly recommend reach out to Justin, see if it's a good fit. He's an open book. Definitely have some conversations with him. And if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can always do so on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. And if you're looking to get educated on credit and really be able to figure out how to get up to 500000 at 0% interest every six months, learning the techniques on how to get the banks to say yes more often, then what you can do is check out CreditCouncilElite.com. That's www.CreditCouncilElite.com. We got a quick 20-minute video on there to break down a little bit more of what the heck I'm talking about. And you can book a one-on-one call with me and my team to really go over your situation and get a second opinion. Also, make sure if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, what are you waiting for? Do that today, right now. And uh, you'll get the newest notification of the podcast next week. It's Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. Leave that five-star review. Greatly appreciate all the love, all the support lately. You guys are amazing. Justin, until next time, man. You guys stay blessed. Thank you. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.